All right, welcome to Sitchura, the Music Explorers podcast. I'm Jim Jam. As always, I'm Scoop Magoof. And uh, so, I, hmm, where do you even start? We are doing sort of a free thing, but kind of around a little topic. And I don't know if you noticed that, but that that was that 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 was my growing teenage voice right there. <laughs> a little doing a little voice crack. Oh or, man, you know, uh, but. <laughs> One day, one day I'll grow up, Scott. Um, and also, probably warning to everybody, my, my microphone is still on the fritz, uh, or my computer is, and so this recording is going to be clipping all the time, and that's just how it is. I'm so sorry ahead of time. But um, anyway, back to what I was saying about the beginning of this fucking episode. Uh, we're doing kind of a free episode centered around one topic that has been on my mind a little bit as of late, and that is uh, collecting music. Because uh, it's something that we both do. I think a lot of people, I think anybody who listens to this podcast probably does in some capacity. Uh, but it's something we've never really talked about in terms of like, I, I guess any of really like the subjects related to it. Because I think we're often talking about the music itself um, or maybe a topic sort of related to the music, but we're more talking about the aspect of collecting it uh, right now. So, mm -hmm. uh, and I, I actually got this, I, I thought of this just because I, uh, I, I'm almost done with my Autecker collection. Um, I've, ev well, see, <laughs> even then, this, this is where the conversation starts, kind of, because uh, I technically have every Autecker studio album are at least but i'm missing amber amber's on the way uh i've run into some issues with this discogs buyer that i just don't even have the heart to go into right now mm. um <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been fortunate to never have any significant issues with discogs which i know this is, is the is first probably, time i i've yeah. i've bought a lot of stuff off of discogs this is the first time i've ever really had an issue and it's i i really can't blame the seller involved uh i mean i can uh, but I feel like some of it is out of the person's control. Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, as I was saying, like I, I own everything except for Amber and then also those Elisk, uh, those, those ones, because those don't have a physical release. Uh, and I don't have the NTS sessions because I'm still kind of debating on whether it's worth it or not. I don't really know. Um, so it, it, which makes it, you know, kind of confusing. I, I guess maybe Autecker isn't the best example of someone collecting a discography because uh, it's very weird. But yeah, I've just it's something I've been thinking about because is it you know is it worth it to collect an entire discography or not? Uh, I, I guess we should start there because uh, we've talked about this before. I know you specifically have uh, done this many times with bands that whose work later or i guess more contemporary work you're not the biggest fan of i mean mars volta is the first one that pops to my mind but also uh i actually have all mars volta cds yeah including, that's what i'm talking about including octahedron and nocturnicate yeah exactly um, which i i used to have i think both of those and i sold them both because i don't listen to them and i wasn't a big fan of them to begin with yeah. uh and i just i, I mean i guess for, for you is it is it like the whole completionist type of thing 
or it, it's weird because I feel like completionist is a you know kind of you alluded to earlier it's somewhat of a I feel like everyone has their own definition of completionist space and it, it can even change from artist to artist yeah, because the, you know there are kind of like levels of completionist almost yeah do but, like do 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 live albums count, for example? Yeah, like, or, or even, bought... like, what about EPs? If, if you collect vinyls, what about singles, you know? Yeah, exactly. Let me make sure I get the uh, the name right, but I bought one of Miles Davis's live albums. Um, Is it Dark Magus? I think it's, uh, oh, it's Agharta? Oh, okay, yeah, the um, same time period. Yeah, it was. it's a, you know, really cool fusion, you know, jazz rock, really, you know, like it. Um, not many artists that you know i have live albums from i just yeah. I feel like it's it's different because of a um the way you know the, the way that he approached live albums you know in that period the way that you know obviously he approached composition and just the, the way those albums come together feel like unique piece i mean i still i still think live evils it might be one of my favorite it just there's some excellent excellent stretches in that in that record i mean um, the, the live evil wasn't really live though but yeah no it, it's it's a great little album it wasn't like pieces of live recordings that yeah together or something like that yeah, yeah the, 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 that um, was kind of like what made up i think the majority of the electric era was just you know miles doing like these extended jam sessions and then him and yeah. like teo marquero just kind of splicing it together all like music concrete style yeah, and I think sometimes it, like, EPs are, are definitely weird. It depends on, um, really depends on the artist. Like, I, I've, yeah. been, I've been diving into the Mountain Goats discography, and I'm trying my best to, actually, this is a great example. You know, I, I you know, bought the studio albums. They have some compilations from earlier tapes that John Darnell put out. But then there's a whole, like, I have a, a spreadsheet of all of his, um, <laughs> You know, like like all all the stuff they've released, and I don't I don't think it's gonna ever happen. Just the amount of money that you'd have to to sink yeah. into, like it, I think after a while, especially with different bands, when when you get to like early demos and whatnot, and, and I think that's why completionist has to it has to be a meeting of because ultimately, well, I do like the. I do like the, the 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 conquest, you know. I guess for lack of a better term, of collecting, you know, all the the albums. Like I'm really really close to my Swans collection, for example. Me too. Um, yeah. You know, it's cool to collect all that, but also, eventually, you're going to run into an artist where you're just not like Morbid Angel is a great example. Like I went through a period where I just I you know bought up all of their, um, all of their albums, and then once it came time. To buy uh, Elude, what you know, whatever yeah. that album. I, th I think I, there was a. I held a copy copy in my hand at Bull Moose for like three dollars, and I just couldn't do it because like I, I just don't. And I think at some point I want to do it. I want to buy it just so I had. I could say I have all their albums, but then every but time I like, have the every time I have the opportunity, I'm like, but do I? <laughs> like, see, the, the, do the, that's, that's my point. Is just like I, I guess. See, this is kind of what. I wanted to talk about because you know I, I i think it's cool to have a collection um but i think it's more important to have a collection of things you're actually going to listen to yeah absolutely and i think a great sorry to interject but i just go I, for it something I, something I thought about you know when you first proposed this topic 
the people who buy multiple variants, like vinyl variants oh, of the God, same yeah. record. I mean, that's... You, you, guess, you're playing right into the record company's hands but, is what but, you're doing. You know, I guess I guess if that's like if that's your hobby, like if that's your thing, you know, if that's what you want to spend your money on, okay. I mean, you know, it's who am I to tell you? But to me, it reminds me specifically of um, this isn't this is kind of a tangent, but or like this isn't exactly buying like you know this one. I bought the black version, the red vinyl. You know what I mean? But like North Lane, which is like a, a gent prog metal band. They released a 10-inch collection, 10 or 7-inch collection, 7-inch, it makes more sense. That's so obscure. But it had all of their, the songs from one of their albums. The A side was the song and the B side was the instrumental. And I got in an argument, this is like back in the day, this is when it was like a contemporary album. It would just come out, so it was like mid, early to mid-2010s. And I got in an argument with someone saying how, like, this is, it's like unlistenable. That you have to, I mean, it's like a twelve track album. Are you gonna put on a new seven inch for every track? Like that's insane. And he was like, "Well, it's you know, it's collecting. It's like people who collect coins or stamps." I'm like, "Yeah, but I feel like it's different when you collect something that has like a, a, a you can physically use it. Yeah, and then the format you have it in is unusable. Like, I mean, I, I'm sorry that to me that that is borderline unusable. If you have to put on a new seven inch for every single song, um, but I think there are people who. To them, that's what collecting means. Yeah, but it I mean, means... I, I, I guess, I, yeah, I, I, it just, it, you're right. It, it seems inconvenient, like mm-hmm. extremely so. Yeah. Um, I, which I've just, yeah. If, if if that's your jam, sure. But like, see, for me, I don't know. Like, above all, I I don't collect music because I think having a wall of CDs looks cool, even though I do think it looks cool. But yeah. it's, it's it's not my primary reason. Though. My primary reason is because I like this music, and I want to be able to listen to it. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I I think it's cool to just you know like, uh you know for like last week I've just been kind of like just looking what's there and just kind of taking some stuff down, listening to some stuff I haven't listened to in a while, like uh like the first time I work solo album. Uh, I put on uh Queen Strike's Operation Mind Crime yesterday. Fucking love that album, you know just having that having that right there is super cool and i think it's cool to do that with a bunch of other artists i think maybe i i see i'm kind of feeling contentious with my own collection at times because the whole attacker collection is just kind of throwing me for a loop right now like i i'm i'm so like frustrated with it because i'm like the more the more I kept getting them, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to listen to, like, all these as much to, like, actually know all of them. So, like, mm-hmm. why am I even doing this? <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of a meeting meeting in the middle. Like, again, I think it's really cool when, you know, I'm working, I can look and see, like, a, you know, a you know, shelf of books, shelf of CDs, you know, a shelf of vinyl. It's it, But when I complete a collection, it's because I want to have you know the, the array of music and artists is put out that I, I really care about mm. on you know on physical media I, I really appreciate being able to put on um you know a different record kind of get like a different appreciation for their career you know there are times where i want to um engage in a different part of a, a band's career and and i think ultimately while that's cool your earlier point is 
is kind of what it's all about. It's not just about having it and like it's you know it's it's like um, the, the fifty you know the fifty fifty state quarter is like it's cool to have that all together like any other thing you know like it's it's cool to have something you can look at and appreciate. Mm. But I think for me. I don't necessarily want to buy like the super expensive repressing or the super expensive, you know, colored variant. I just want to be able to own physically that like, piece of music. Yeah, a, a, a copy. Not necessarily yeah, exactly. like the best copy, just a copy. Like as long it's as it works. It's interesting. I, you, you mentioned that one of your friends uh, said that, you know, they're only interested in, in or, the, or the first pressing I, is the I, best. So, so yeah, like Angie, I, I remember Angie saying this before. Uh, to me that she's like, yeah, I only want to buy like the original vinyl copies of stuff or I, 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 maybe it was something like that, which, and then she started talking about like Bruce Springsteen and I'm like, I highly doubt like, and now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I, I, I doubt like any first pressing of like Springsteen's early albums are like going for a decent price at all. <laughs> like... I, maybe maybe she just wants reissues. I, I, I don't know. But, like, I just... I, I found that particularity to be... It just seems counterintuitive. Um, you know, not not to bring it back. Um, oh, that's good. I, apparently, I just got a spam text from some politician wanting me to vote for them. That's, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> good way to break up the episode. Yeah. Uh, you know how political I am, Scott. Yeah, you're, you're, you're one of those political people I know. Dude, I am like, I, I, I am on r slash politics all day, just fighting people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, so, I was going to say, I, I don't, I just want to bring the conversation back for a second, because this is something that you've done, I've seen you do before, that I don't really understand, is, is like, sort of completing some artist's discography even though you don't like the albums like because you've done that with the mars volta even though i i think you said that that you you like octahedron and nocturniquet much more than i do which i i can't fault you yeah, there I, I don't love those albums i, I but, think but see the, like i think that's my point though like yeah i think morbid angel is a better example where like i genuinely like i have had multiple opportunities to buy their mo- two most recent albums and i just i just don't yeah. I just don't want to. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it'd so. be like, like, I mean, it'd be like buying Metallica, like, uh, like collecting Metallica discography, and like, you know, when it comes to Saint Anger, it's just like, yeah, uh, that's actually that, that's a that's a great example because I, I remember I went into, um, you know, when I I really just wanted to complete my Metallica collection. To me, that meant buy all the albums I care about. So I bought, you know, the the big four. Still own the Black album. Um, but Dude, I, Black yeah. Album's good. Like, like you know, uh, side note, like, I, I mean, it, it's it's overrated in a way in that it's, like, you know, sold so much. But, like, I think among, like, hardcore Metallica fans, I, I feel like it doesn't get enough love. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I, I, think, I think part of it is just because of how, because my mom really likes a lot of songs in that album. <laughs> and she, she played a ton of it when I was younger. I, I, I don't know. But, like, yeah, like, I, I never... I've never even considered buying like the the albums that everyone obviously shits on from yeah. Metallica. I, I've actually um, thought about buying Load and Reload at times uh, because I there are some good songs on those. Um, th- those albums aren't, really aren't as bad as people make them out to be. Like I mean, certainly they they're nothing compared to 
the previous work. But anyway, I getting way off track. But like, yeah, but, see, see, like, but but like, you know, with the Mars Volta, for example, like I really didn't like those albums, and I didn't like I never listened to those albums, so I just brought those back. But the thing is, like. Mars Volta is like one of my favorite bands. Like mm-hmm. I have listened to like their first four albums so often that I I just like I I feel like they're imprinted in my skull. Like mm-hmm. when I pass away and like the coroner looks at my brain, you know the the they'll probably see some tumors, but they're also gonna see you know standard notation of like the entire album Amputexture by the Mars Volta. <laughs> but actually staying, it's weird, a lot of my examples have been the the M's, but a, a good example of what you're talking about is... Oh, um, it, 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 they have been M's, that's so funny. I know, like, I just thought about I, that, but... You know what's weird um, is, is, is I actually do the same thing, like I, I actually tend to focus on artists for some reason that have my initials in them, which is so narcissistic oh, when I think about it, but it's not even conscious. But anyway, what were you saying? Uh, The two good examples are both the Melvins and Mogwai. Uh, Melvins, I I just got so into um, collecting their discography. You know, like I just, I I bought, um, what was uh, Stag, I think was the first one I bought, which is one of their more adventurous albums. And then obviously uh, Stoner Witch is a great album. And I just, I got really into it. But then it was kind of, they're one of those bands that, follows kind of the ACDC formula to an extent where they're like they're kind of semi-unique takes on their sound throughout their discography but not to the point where it's you know after a while especially as their career progressed not a ton of variation so my they have interest a, wanes. they have a weird discography too they because do. like 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 so many different like collaborations and like cover albums and live stuff that like has new material technically etc yeah, exactly. And I, th- I think that my my interest waned for that. You know, it, it would be cool from a you know collector standpoint, especially like the newer stuff. Like the newer albums, I just have not been interested in at all. And I've, I've started to run into that with Mogwai. Like I, I I'm a huge Mogwai fan. I love everything they've they've done up until relatively recently. Their last two albums just did not interest me to the same degree. And I just you know, I think Rave Tapes was the last album of theirs that I really liked. And also to that extent, they've done. A number of soundtrack albums, uh, hmm. you know, Les, Les Revenants, which was for a French it, TV it, show. Isn't that like the zombie TV show? Thing? Yeah, and yeah. It, the, the the show looks really cool, and um, I love that album. But a lot of their other soundtracks, I think, are just kind of okay. You know, the, is it worth collecting those? Uh, I would, I mean, based on my actions, I guess my answer is no. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I haven't really even been persuaded at all. You know, I've, I have looked for rave tapes because I don't have that and I really enjoy it. But yeah, I, I think that I, I do understand the appeal of owning everything from an artist. But I, I think there was a, an episode we did a while back that is really emblematic of why I think enjoyment of the music is paramount. It was an episode about where we talked about an article that discuss CD culture and how like our CDs making a comeback and how this guy anecdotally you know, ran a record shop or worked in a record shop, I forget, and how someone came in looking for an album he wanted on vinyl. They didn't have it on vinyl, but they had several really cheap CD copies. And he was like, oh, like I'm not, I don't, I don't want it. I just want it on vinyl. I don't really want a CD copy. And that's just so, that's so bizarre to me. As someone who collects 
CDs and vinyl, I, I just I feel like um, I it makes sense to me to collect CDs and not vinyl, but I just feel like like CDs are such yeah, a more look, like if if you've already gone so far as to buy a turntable and you know a cartridge for it and an amplifier that all makes it good, you feel like you would just get a CD player too. Yeah, it's just it's weird to me because you know, like I, I understand totally where you're coming from. You know, like CDs are a much more versatile format. You know, you play in the car, play it at home, whatever. But like, I just can't imagine only collecting vinyl because most new, like I buy new CDs. You know, you're in the ten dollar range, whereas some new albums you're talking, you're approaching thirty bucks. And mm. like, I, I feel like ultimately that's that's why I collect the way I do is that I I want to. I would just want to have a physical copy of an album that I can appreciate and enjoy in whatever format that happens to be. I have mentioned before that I like having, like for example, I have, I have every St. Vincent album, but just for whatever reason I happened to buy a number of her albums on vinyl when I first started collecting. So I, I like having it all in one format because there will be days where, you know, I'll just, speaking of Mars Volta, I'll just pull the CD stack out of my, um, you know, out of my shelf and just, you know, play play them in sequence, play a number of them, you know, skip around. I'm just in the mood for that. Yeah. Band. And it's, it's, it's cool to be able to, you know, have one format that I can rely on to, to do that. Um, it's just, it's a weird, it's not really consequential. It's just something that I, I think of mentally. Um, yeah. But yeah. But like the, it just, it's interesting how I think, and I think a part of this is, is, is really spawned by the vinyl craze where it became so much more of, of a, I mean, that's obviously been a huge part of what spurned the interest in vinyl is, you know, just objectively, I think looking at a really nice vinyl pressing and like the, the bigger artwork and the blind notes and whatnot, it is more appealing than looking at, you know, a CD, but uh, I don't know. I just, I, I think that ultimately the reason you collect, the reason you would collect or engage with any medium, any hobby is to enjoy it and consume it. So... Yeah, That's why I, 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 I think I wanna... maybe some people like sort of the homogeny of like only having one format. I mean, I, yeah. I know I can attest to that. Uh, I mean, I technically have a, uh, a tape. I have one single cassette tape in my collection, uh, and I don't even count it really as part of my collection. Uh, I just keep it on top of the shelf with all like the empty box mm -hmm. sets. Yeah. Uh, but because I don't really I don't have the means to listen to it <laughs> um, but I also just I don't know it, I, I got it for free it just showed up in a Rosetta order I got uh, because they just included it I don't yeah. really know why um, and I just I'm like you know what I'm keeping it I don't give a shit like I don't it just it doesn't it doesn't feel right to sell it almost like but again not gonna listen to it uh, whereas I think a lot of, you know, I, 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 I mean, I think I mentioned, uh, a few episodes ago that I, I did a major purge on my CD collection just because it was getting kind of leggy and kind of like fat in places and just, I wanted to trim it all down. Um, because you know, th there's some stuff there that, you know, maybe you enjoyed at one time, but you don't anymore or et cetera, et cetera. And it just, it takes up a lot of real estate. Um, yeah, and it, exactly. see, th that's another thing too, is just, I think size is, uh, overrated. <laughs> take, take that as you will, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, I like that quote. That's a fun quote. Um, be, well, it's just because like, I, I think like, I remember, um, I was listening to this vinyl guide episode. Sorry, hold on. 
<coughs> Ugh, that was gross. <laughs> I was listening to this episode of the Vinyl Guy, which, by the way, uh, really good podcast. I think I've, I think I've probably vouched for it a few times already now, but uh, really, really interesting interviews with a bunch of different musicians from all over the spectrum. Um, but there was this one with Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth, and he. Um, like the guy asked him, you know, like how how many CDs are like in your collection or et cetera, and he said something like, like over ten thousand, or like wow. even more than that, like to the point like I, I don't even think he knew how much he had anymore, and like, I, I think there are some people and like even a part of me was like, like that's kind of cool, but also like, when you get that much, like you are never gonna listen to all of that and like. I, I, I haven't even hit a thousand uh yet even with uh even before my my big purge of of all these cds um and i still found it difficult to find music sometimes because you know you know like you, your eye kind of gravitates towards certain spots on the shelf or at least it does for me mm-hmm. um and so i don't notice all the stuff i should notice uh, and so, you know, if I really want to go looking through my, you know, collection, I actually have to go onto Discogs and look through it because that's like the only way I can actually look at it with any sort of objectivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, it, it's just a lot sometimes because like sometimes you just want to put on something good, but you know, <laughs> sometimes there's just so much there, which I, I think is part of the reason that I, you know, I kind of ironically, I wanted to buy physical media i think or at least i I feel like that's part of the reason i buy physical media now still is because it's kind of a limitation of options um you know it's it's just simpler that way as opposed to like you know i've had times when i've tried to like you know like i'll sit down and you know play some video games and i always like to have some music on for that so you know but it's like what do you listen to you know, and if I go into streaming services, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, it can just range the gamut so much. You know, I mean, thankfully, I, I keep like a, a list of things to listen to uh, that I haven't listened to before. And I just try to knock some of those out. But it's just, yeah, it's just overwhelming sometimes with options. Uh, it look, Like, I mean, you're way over a thousand, right? Like, oh, I'm not up to date on my account but yeah i have to be yeah um, i mean i i remember just i remember seeing the the picture of the um the old cd uh shelf like cabinet thing that you uh, that you like, stole from your parents ah, yeah, and like it, it how it couldn't be yeah, yeah like, like the doors wouldn't close with it <laughs> yeah it was oh, that okay. was a, that was a unique setup i will i will say yeah um, i mean th- th- that was out of desperation <laughs> yeah and i, I think that's I guess I'll, I'll, I'll tell a quick story and then yeah. I, I want to pivot to a question I actually brought to the table. Okay. Um, when I first, I mean, the reason I started collecting physical media was because I was pirating music, which seems a little counterintuitive, but <laughs> when, w- but when the world is your oyster, when you're able to collect, quote unquote, collect just limitless amounts of music literally i mean this was the days of media fire just typing it out media fire someone uploaded a zip copy uh was the audio quality good no not at all um were you sure that the tracks were in the right order uh probably not and it just was 
It was that. It was the fact that you downloaded something. You had no idea what, what you know, what did it sound good. Oh, man. Uh, like, th- th- there are times where I listen to an album later, just to, like, and it's a lot of, like, deathcore post-art, like, the stuff I used to listen to back in high school. And I would just go back for nostalgia and listen to it, like, Apple Music, and I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, so, the, the, do, yeah, the, do, you, do you remember that story that, or do you remember that question that you have? Because I, I have a little, I have a related story that I really want to talk about What once you're right. done. No, go okay. ahead, yeah. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll ask it after, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. I just want to, because I, I, I want to know this question, but, because I, um, so, you know, long story short, I'm actually trying to start uh, a blog, uh, and I've just, you know, I've uh, been trying to write some articles for it, and uh, I decided to write one on Operation Mindcrime. Um, and <laughs> so, I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but... Uh, back in when I was in, when we were in high school, uh, you know, this was I, I think LimeWire was starting to like become you know more of a thing, but I didn't really know how to use it, and I heard about there was a website called Playlist.com uh, where you could just look up any song for free and just add it to this playlist. So, like it was like in like that weird gray area between like pirating and streaming. Mm. Uh, you know, and and I specifically remember because somebody turned me, somebody was like, oh, you should listen to Operation Mindcrime. And so I, I went and I, like, I pulled up a Wikipedia article of the album and I looked up uh, every single track in order to make sure I had it in order <laughs> because cause you, couldn't, you couldn't look up whole albums on it for some yeah. reason, or at least I didn't notice that feature or something and so like i just like that was the first time i listened to this album was just looking this fucking thing up on playlist.com <laughs> yeah uh so it's, it's so funny how like it just you know the 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 urge to listen and explore it will just bring you to you know amazing weird places <laughs> yeah absolutely it's that's one of the things i like so much about um about like the like the the search for new music is that you're never sure what you're gonna find. I mean, this is both you know when you go to a record store, but also you go on Discogs, you go on any type of you know online forum or online store. You're never sure what you're gonna find. Where uh, that was kind of in a way the problem I had with pirating is that when you pirate everything, like what do you like? Oh, I'll listen to it eventually. You know, yeah. I'll get around to it. I mean, like I, I have enough tr- trouble honestly sometimes. Like when I buy a stack of CDs, oh, you know, man. I, I, I might not get around to it right away, but I will get around to it because I bought it. I spent money on it. I bought it. I want to listen to it. Obviously, I care enough to buy it, and I'm, I'm interested in, in in listening to it. Yeah, but there are there are albums I pirated. I never listened to. Oh yeah, there's no, there's no, there's so much less value in it. Like you didn't like the the more you invest in something, you know, just anything in life. The more you invest, the more you want to actually use it and engage with it. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I remember when, when we started hanging out uh, for, like, the first time that I, I think I just brought over, like, an entire spindle of blank CDs and just burned, like, half yeah. of your library. Did I, I listen that, to yeah. most of that? No. I mean, th- th- there were some there were some choice cuts. I think uh, you had a couple of Trivium albums that I, I got really into. Um, but, you know, like, for the most part, it was just, like, I don't even know where those are anymore. Like, yeah, which is funny because I borrowed those from a friend, so it's like it's like a, yeah. a chain, the chain of. Uh, well, I I wonder if the quality would be really bad after a while, like probably if, if yeah. it degrades after a while. Because I mean, if you're ripping stuff that's already compressed, and then you're rip like you know, 
you're recompressing it. You know, it's it's gonna get worse and worse over time. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what was your question though? Um, I I don't know. I really don't know how I I feel about this. So I'm curious to hear what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm excited already. <laughs> and I feel like there's a right answer, or at least you know most people nowadays would say, you know, there's a there's clearly an answer to this. Um, but I actually genuinely don't know how I feel, and it, it, it stems from a video that that on hip, dead dead and hip hop did, or Mike C Town, who you know. Reviews hip hop obviously on, on that channel, but as his own channel where he talks about, you know, he's really big into black metal. Yeah, um, he's really big into like he, he, has, he has, he's, he's so cool. <laughs> he has an incredibly eclectic taste, and I, I even this video came out a while you know a while ago on their channel, but they talked about collecting music, and he said he honestly doesn't think that he said if if you only collect music digitally, he doesn't really consider that collecting music, um, and he says like just. It, it doesn't have the same feeling as actually collecting, um, you know, a CD, buying a CD, buying vinyl, buying tape. You're actually buying, you actually own that album. It's something you physically have. It's something that you physically are able to play, that you're able to hold, and it just it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't have the same kind of sensation, the same kind of meaning or gravity when you own it digitally. And part of me thinks that's you know like kind of old man yells at clouds like that's just not <laughs> it's just it's a little outdated to say that but another part of me thinks i mean just based on my own experience i i kind of agree and I, mm. I i don't know how i feel about it but i just i feel when i think about it when i was a digital only consumer i it it gave so much less weight to the music i owned um and i i I don't. Th- I think that might be more a me problem than necessarily an issue with the format in general. But it just. I, I feel like I own the CDs and vinyl that I actually own, and I just don't feel the exact same way with. I, you know, that's why I, I don't. Um, I don't download music digitally like at all. There are a few albums. I, I think actually, I occasionally I'll buy something just to support an artist, and I don't listen to it. I don't actually listen to it. I just want to throw some money towards that mm. musician. I don't know. Like, I, I think it's one of those things where it feels wrong, but also I kind of agree. Uh, yeah. I don't I, know. I'm curious what you think. I'm kind of in the same area uh, because I, I see where he's coming from and I agree to a certain extent. I mean, there's definitely, there's something to say about the physicality of it. Like actually the, the analogy popped into my head of like, you know, um, you know, stealing a car and shooting somebody in GTA is a lot less impactful than doing it in real life. <laughs> uh, not that I suggest someone do it in real life, but um, <laughs> so I, I I just think that there's like you know when it's not to say you can't have a collection. I think digitally, it's just that I I feel like it probably it might not just have it might not have the same effect that it would if it were physical. Like you know I. You know, I, I can remember just scrolling through like my iTunes library, and just you know, you 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 get used to how things are organized, and so you don't really notice it as much. And I mean, I, I guess the same thing is true with your CD collection or with you know your physical collection. But 
you can take it off the shelf there, you know? Like, if you wanted to, you could sort it so it's completely out of order. You can't really do that in your digital collection as much. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm in the same boat because I, I've had, like, um, when I was writing for the blog uh, years ago, um, I remember getting in touch with a musician who sent me um, a couple of stuff, you know, just he gave me, like, free, you know, Bandcamp download codes. And, like, I still have those on my Bandcamp, but I just don't use them. And I just don't listen to them. And it's not that they're bad. Like, I actually really enjoy them. Uh, I think they're really good music. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I mean, I think part of this is, like, I don't really go into Bandcamp a ton. And I don't really listen. Like, I, I don't really stream from my Bandcamp at all. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, I think that's part of it. But also it's just, like, I don't know. It, it, like, it, it's it's not like I can just kind of search through my catacombs and be like ooh remember this and, and you know <laughs> dust off all the digital pixelation dust that, that yeah. shows up on it you know exactly. Um, exactly. Th there definitely is a physicality that's lost uh, but I, I you know I don't want to be a downer but I feel like that is becoming more and more of a reality by the day um, even though like vinyl is making resurgence there's still a lot of stuff that is just going straight digital now i mean i last week i i think i i had like a little uh field day with that <laughs> um because i think every album that i really enjoyed doesn't have a cd release <laughs> like especially the igloo ghost one that one really bugs me um because i i really love that album and i really would love to own it on cd and like to the point that i you know and that I, I've considered just buying jewel cases with blank CDs in them just to make some sort of physical copy, which yeah. I've done with, uh, I think, two bands. I've done that with Coil, and I've done that with Death Grips, because both of them either have stuff that is so expensive that it's just impossible to get, mm -hmm. or uh, with Death Grips, you just literally can't get it on CD. Um, like, um, government plates, you know, mm -hmm. or... Um, ex-military mm -hmm. which by the way turned uh 10 last month apparently oh yeah it's awesome i did not know that yeah which i mean I'm, I'm assuming we need to talk about it this month because i mean you know i would <laughs> love to talk about it um, yeah i really i really wish uh, i mean it doesn't really seem to fit their aesthetic but i would love to see, like have a physical copy of ex-military um, yeah i i think that, that would be great i mean i like i, I would love to see physical releases of like all their stuff um yeah i, I think th there's a vinyl version of government plates but i mean that doesn't do shit for me <laughs> yeah, exactly. so you know it just like yeah it, it like how far do you go because see i i like that idea of like oh like i'll i'll pay a glue ghost you know all this you know for for his for his music but then i'm just gonna burn my own copy that i can use on my shelf but the thing is with those albums i barely listen to those even but i think part of that is like the jewel cases i have are really really thin so there's no spine on them that you can actually read off of so i just you know your eye kind of just grazes over it <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah um yeah <laughs> it, this is an interesting question because it's it definitely brings up you know, like that. He's not like Mike C. Town isn't 
wrong, but he isn't right either. Like it's definitely it's such a it's such a middle ground type of thing. Uh, because I, I I mean there's got to be someone out there right who who has like a digital music collection, who who actually like actively uses it and uses it like intelligently. Yeah, I mean, no, I, absolutely. I think there's a, there's a great number of people who do that, but just I mean, for me, I, yeah, I just I just don't. I just can't. That's that's not. That's not how I think about music. Okay, I just. Yeah. It, it's. I mean, talk about. You know, there's times where I have no idea what vinyl to put on, no, no idea what CDs to put on, and. The, that's you know, with it, a, it, if you get to that point, oh, I was going to say, if your if your Discogs is is up to date, there's actually a random album button that you can pick. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I mean, once once my Discogs is up to date, I'll have to try that. Dude, I, I'm uh, still I I'm still open to just go over and just make that happen and just like spend like two days just working on that for you because that uh, that that sort of thing just interests me. So I almost want to just like literally blow up my collection and just start again because I have no <laughs> idea no idea what I've scanned and no idea what I have. I've, um, so I mean, kind of related over like the past few weeks, I've grown so kind of disillusioned with like my entire synthesizer setup at the moment that i've thought about selling it all <laughs> too just wow and just trying to start like you'd over really regret that what i feel like you'd regret that oh yeah no no, no. I, I i definitely have, have kind of moved beyond that but yeah it's it's sometimes it's tempting because it's just you know there's just so much of it and it's just like yeah you want to start over again kind of yeah um, like and i just i feel like It'd be easier just to assume everything is new and scan it in than to be like, wait, is this oh, my yeah. collection or not? You know, so. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I feel like that's the only way you would have you'd be able to do your discogs, frankly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, For sure. Just, just, just considering, I think you, I, I think you, the last time you were using it was like 2016 or 17, probably. It was when I was on when I was on Long Island. I yeah. I fully scanned everything. Uh, and oh, it was totally see, up to date. Speaking of, I, I, I totally forgot about I was going to mention this, that I think, uh, I like, sometimes a digital library is good out of necessity. Like, I mean, when I was in grad school and I couldn't bring, you know, 800 CDs with me, um, I would just, you know, every morning when I would write, I would shuffle through my Zorn albums because they were all on my iTunes and I would just play a random Zorn album every day. And it, I actually got to know his discography a lot better through that, but uh, it's not, you know, I I feel like there's there's less of a curatorial aspect, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to that, um, because you know, it's, it's not even like you're choosing; it's more like you're just letting it randomly decide for you. Mm-hmm. But I I think, but I, then again, the fact that you've added it to your collection, you know, assumes a certain level of curatorial control. So. Mm-hmm you know kind of kind of splitting hairs <laughs> yeah and i think to me it ultimately boils down to the endless possibility not only just the music you've purchased digitally that you know you might be able to listen to via bandcamp or whatever but just if you're using streaming like i, I use streaming pretty much exclusively to test out new music that i might want to buy on mm. physical just like being able to and there's some convenience to that like if i really want to hear a song you know i'm driving well you know i'll you know Hey Siri, play X Y Z. 
Like th there's some there's some convenience to that. Uh, that was really dumb because my phone just turned on. <laughs> but I I don't know why I didn't think of that. <laughs> See, that's why I don't use Siri. <laughs> yeah, but like it, like when I'm driving, I'm like you know trying to be responsible, hands free, blah blah blah. Uh, you know, it's convenient to do that versus you know, do I have it on CD? Do I have it in my car? Can I you know turn it you know turn it whatever? Um, See, but... I, I I can't stand I like if I had a car that had Bluetooth and like that ability, I wouldn't use it. Like because I I love I love picking out stuff to listen to in the car. Like it's so much fun to me. Like that mm -hmm. I'll just like you know I I try to go for like the weirdest variety possible. So like you know. Prince on one hand, but then death metal on the other. Like, like just the other day, I um, I finished listening to Reachin' by Digable Planets, and after I think I put on what Billy Joel's Glass Houses, then Nine Inch Nails' Pretty Hate Machine, and now <laughs> I have Prince's 1999 going on the car, and it's just like I I, I like I love that weird variety. Mm -hmm. It's like I, I it's so much fun to me. Like that's like maybe my favorite thing about going out for a long drive and like. You know, having to do like a day trip or something like that is just like picking out what I want to listen to. Mm -hmm. Like I, and I think I've said this before. I, I like if I ever have to do a drive that is like forty-five minutes or above, uh, I always put on the Queen is Dead by the Smiths. Like that, that, that is like requirement for me. <laughs> it's a little, like a tradition. Yeah, I, it. it's it. it's become a tradition, and yeah, I really enjoy it because I think part of it is just like. I know every single second of that album, and it's just funny to just blaze through it while you're driving. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice. Collections are fun. Let's just say yeah, that. Absolutely. Uh, I, I will say that. I, I mean, I don't always um, listen to streaming services before I buy something. Um, well, kind of. So, like, I actually just bought um, uh, this compilation of. Um, songs by the band mars they were like a no wave band that they were on the no new york compilation um and i think i i might have listened to like one or two off of Bandcamp just to make sure that it was kind of exactly what i was looking for mm -hmm. but i just went with it kind of and like same thing with um like i also bought uh week we, uh we were the romans you know mm -hmm. we are the romans by botch yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, I've listened to that before, so you know, I kind of knew it already. But I'm like, fuck it, I'm buying this, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I, I I mainly use it for um, new music, you know. Yeah. Like I'm, if, if a band or album is uh, established, then I'll you know more more inclined to. No, I there are times like if I if I'm away, like uh like I had to get my house like demolded. Uh, last week and uh, I had to be out of the house for like six or seven hours I think um, and so I, I I was just holed up at my grandma's house and I, I just like I, I dug out her old Bose speaker and I just put on uh, Igloo Ghost's um, Clear Teme and Steel Mogu EPs mm -hmm. and, and I put on the new Mono Body album again because you know it's good it's good <laughs> That was such a nice surprise. I honestly, I thought you would at most think it was okay. Yeah, but. you know, it's I, I the the last song actually really kind of reminds me of something, and I can never really place my finger on what that something is. Actually, 
Uh, maybe it's because the uh, the the chord that that makes up, or at least the notes that make up that main riff, is I I, I play like that chord all the time whenever I practice guitar, and and oh, I practice guitar every day. So I huh. I think maybe it's just kind of like a familiar thing for me now. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I I don't really have a ton more to add to this uh, conversation right now. So uh, do you have any? last words before we kind of close things up with a nice bow and in, in which is our album of the weeks i guess no so this was cool it was cool to have a you know kind of a, a free form episode with a topic you know yeah it was like it's have... structured improvisation <laughs> yeah exactly it was it was something you know in between which was nice yeah okay well so what is your album of the week this week so, I actually am in your usual conundrum, and I, I wasn't sure what to pick. There was a number of great uh, CDs that I bought recently, records that I bought recently. So we swapped places this week. I know. Because I know um, exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, so I was really, really excited about... Um, I just got a hankering for speaking of, of discographies and collections. I really wanted to finish this artist collection, and I'm I'm kind of there, uh, waiting for one of the albums to come in still. But um, I've had this album on CD for a while, but I, I decided that I, I wanted to you know have it all on vinyl, like is usually my my style, and it it has just been it's been really cool to listen over to it the last few days uh, i think it does sound really really good on vinyl i really appreciate like kind of the slightly different timbres or the feeling and maybe it's just like the kind of the placebo effect to to a degree of hearing it on vinyl and like flipping it and the crackling before you know before and after the music starts um but it is a great record and it is uh, put your back into it by perfume genius oh. uh, and i also bought uh learning and then um uh, the the album with Queen I always forget what that one's called it's the one where he's you know his hair is slicked back it's a gold cover um, oh um, I don't remember that one either yeah I, exactly. I, I, I but but like that that's the one I always think of when I think of Perfume Genius mm-hmm. um, it's a really really good record yeah see I, I've never listened to I, I think I've only listened to Put Your Back Into It I think when we listened to it like many years ago for like a very early version of this podcast Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the newest one, which has grown to be one of my favorite albums of all time, honestly. Um, yeah. Well, no, after I, this, I, I really want to, because I, I was lukewarm on it when I first we, we reviewed it, but I want to give it another shot because every time I listen to Perfume Genius, I just love, uh, there's something about, it, it, it kind of reminds me of Tallest Man on Earth in, in a way, in the sense that his instruments, instrumentation is really simple. But mm. just what he does with it, and and the kind of where he takes those kind of compositions are pretty, pretty incredible. You know, it's yeah, just, it's it's I, crazy to hear. I, I, yeah. I, I love how he just kind of like zags where you think he's going to zig. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, I, I, uh, I need to listen to some more of his stuff. Um, I really, I, I, I always look at Bulmus every so often to see if there's a copy of No Shape in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for some reason, it's always like you can't even special order it which i'm like we're talking about perfume genius right we're not talking about like you know some obscure no wave band yeah, from exactly. the 70s 
like yeah. like the fuck you know um but <laughs> i guess a hashtag capitalist problems <laughs> uh, but you know i i'm gonna have to listen to that album again now uh i mean i really i just need to listen to all all of his stuff again yeah um it's, i just really, I, I have I, such I a bought, huge to listen list so yeah I just yeah I, I also bought learning which is his debut definitely very very rough around the edges but still good it, it kind of it's one of those records where the sophomore album makes a lot more sense now like you hear kind of where because i hadn't heard it heard it until i bought it on vinyl it was, it was pretty cheap through discogs Mm. Um, and it definitely it was a lot of the ideas on Put Your Back Into It, but just a lot, you know, more lo-fi, a lot, um, you know, a lot, you know, just both like production-wise, but also in in terms of composition, it was a lot simpler. It kind of was missing that extra oomph, and he definitely realized it on Put Your Back Into It. Yeah, I I I really wish I had more of something to say because I you know like. Just considering how much I loved, you know, uh, set my heart on fire, you know, just I, but I, I just, I really don't remember listening to put your back into it, so can't really say much more. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, we'll, we'll have to. That would be a cool because we, we've talked about doing like um, a full discography listen. It could be mm-hmm. cool to do Perfume Genius for one. Yeah, for sure. Because um, I mean, it's, it's definitely like short enough, uh, but I think there's enough variance in it too to make it to make it interesting. Yeah. For um, sure. Yeah. All right. So, my album of the week. I don't know if this will be obvious or not, uh, based on sort of our conversations over the past week. But is um, an album that I didn't expect to get, and I am so excited to have it, and I fucking adore it. And it is the self-titled Daughters album. Uh, I have been looking for this for such a long time every so often i'll think about it and i'll go into discogs or you know and ebay and amazon just to see what it's going for and most times it's like you know i've seen it for 999 dollars on amazon for wow. some fucking reason which who in their right mind would pay that much for a cd like as a single love, CD. Yeah, as, lo- as much as I love any particular artist or album, it's one record. Like, that's yeah. just... Really? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's not even like it's collectible, I guess. I, it's only, the, the only reason it might be collectible is because it's scarce. Yeah. Which, I mean, technically, the CDR that I burn of my own stupid music would be scarce, but that doesn't make it collectible. <laughs> like, yeah. fuck. Uh, but... Um, yeah, but I finally managed to find a uh, semi-decent price to pay for this thing. It's still a little over what I would normally pay for an album, but it was sealed. It and it came with the like the Obi strip to it mm-hmm. as well. Which uh, little tangent? Obi strips are stupid. I'm gonna say it. I think they're really stupid and they're unnecessary, and they're a pain in the ass to keep around uh, because collectors like them. But and I like to keep mine around, but sometimes, like especially for the one in this album in particular, it was over the top of the album. Which, if you don't know about jewel cases, uh, the top is wider, like a, a CD jewel case is wider than it is tall, mm-hmm. so it won't fit into the CD, like to into the liner notes tray. Oh wow, that's super so, annoying. So, yeah, exactly. So like you you have a collectible part of this thing. But I now have nowhere to put it. 
Jesus. So it's like, and Zorn has done that so because I think every Zadok album has an Obi strip on it, um, and like I've just never known what to do with those. So I, you know, but anyway, like such a fucking good album though. Uh, and I will say it's listening to it now. I listened to it a few times this week. Um, it's really interesting to see. Uh, sort of the differences and similarities between this and you won't get what you want because they're actually they're less it's less of a contrast than you would think mm-hmm. like it's it's more like they sort of took the chaotic aggression of this album of the self-titled album and in kind of smoothed it out almost and kind mm-hmm. of uh you know instead of applying all of that chaos into sort of the structure of the music it's more like they applied it to like almost like the subconscious of the music Interesting. Uh, yeah and it takes on like this much more sinister tone and everything but goddamn, so good uh alexis marshall i think that that's his name right uh the singer um uh, maybe yeah it sounds I, right. I think that's his name I, I his vocals are just so good i mean it's Everybody says he he sounds like 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 a hardcore Elvis, and he, I mean he he kind of does, and I love it. Like, I, I I and I love like. Have you ever heard the story behind that? Actually, why why he changed uh, his vocal style? Because the the first two daughters albums, uh, I think Canada songs and Hell songs, were um had him just screaming on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think after that he I remember him. I, I don't know where I've read about this. It must have been in an interview. Um, and he was like. He was saying that he was he felt like he didn't have anything to offer to the band, and so he ended up trying to develop this vocal style as a way to kind of offer something almost. I, I might be misquoting him slightly, but like that's kind of the general gist of it. Uh, which I, I and I love the results. I mean, it's just God, it's so good. So yeah, and also uh, also cool, interesting point. Um, there isn't really a lyric booklet. It's like all separate sheets, which is kind of annoying sometimes but um they all have different pictures on them so you could so you could just slot one in if you wanted to as like the new album cover uh but but they're all of just women crying (laughs) interesting so so, yeah i guess that uh, makes sense right yeah i uh, i mean it it fits in with the normal cover and like they all have lyrics on on the back of each sheet it's kind of cool um i think leviathan did that with uh one of his later albums that I have too. Um, I should put that on at some point. <laughs> Thoughts out loud to myself. Um, yeah, so there we go. Self-titled daughters, uh, super good. Highly recommend people listen to it because you, you won't get what you want is I is probably still their best album, but this is such a close second. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to. I need to put it on at some point. Um, I don't think I've ever heard it but oh you will not be disappointed it's like i i think it's just over half an hour like it's super short Mm -hmm. but it is like a gut punch like it is just so so well done and it's it's a shame that it hasn't been reissued or anything but i i think because hydra had put it out are are they defunct now um i'm looking it up right now Uh, i mean out of curiosity it felt like such a like the last one felt like such a triumphant. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a swan song. But I don't know. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I just I haven't seen them do anything. I, apparently, they're still going. That's what it seems like. Um, 
No, maybe not. It says on September 11th, 2012, uh, interesting date for that, Turner announced the imminent demise of Hydrahead Records, stating that it would take its first steps into shutdown. But then it released Thin Black Di- Oxbow's Thin Black Duke in 2017. So, oh, it, it says, disgusting, Turner appeared to be open to releasing more albums on a case-by-case basis. So, kind of? <laughs> I I just don't know why you wouldn't reissue this. This is, like... A great album and considering the huge success of you won't get what you want it just seems like a no-brainer on a business angle but you know i don't know i i, I it's not like i i didn't go to college for business so you know <laughs> it, it, it is interesting like the, the some of the albums i see reissued i'm like was that yeah we, like, we, like, like that joni that? mitchell box set like who really asked for that yeah, it's like some of the stuff they reissue, I'm like, it's just, I just feel like nobody gives a shit about, like, you know, talk about completionists. But then some of the records, I'm like, I would really love a copy of that. And it kind of, it kind of at this point needs to be reissued because every time I look for it, it's either way too expensive or not available. Yeah, so. which, which uh, if, Warp Le- if Warp Records is listening, Autechre. <laughs> reissue the whole Autechre catalog, please. Because it is so difficult to find some of those. Like, it is it is just annoying after a while. <laughs> okay, I think that's all we have this week, and uh, so we will be back next week. So until then, good day. All right. Bye bye. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, if you're interested, uh, you know, if you want to hear more, just, you know, listen to us on uh, iTunes, Pod, Apple Podcasts, Android Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast, basically. Uh, we're on all of it. Uh, if you follow us on Anchor, too, you know, whatever works for you. And uh, definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter. And if you ever have any suggestions, topics you want us to talk about or questions, anything like that. Uh, be sure to email us. Yeah, uh, we're at, at Seishira Podcast on Twitter, and our email, I think, is Seishira Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, appreciate it a lot. Bye. Bye.